Welcome to the SCORE Music and Sports Podcast, where we talk with some of the greatest names from the stadium and stage about the music and sports that shaped their lives. I'm John Adams. In my years of working in the music and sports arenas, I've experienced firsthand the surprising connections between these two industries. Together, through this podcast, we will explore this crossover relationship. All of our podcasts have an accompanying Spotify playlist that showcases the music we discuss with each of our guests. Search for The Score on Spotify. Today's guest was one of the bad boys of the NHL. He was known as an enforcer. His job was simple, get on the ice, create as much havoc as possible, and reciprocate any nasty or dirty play by the opposition. His role was aggressive, strong, and dominating. We'll find out if his music follows the same path. We get to have a conversation with Rick Barry of the Colorado Avalanche right after this. Hi, this is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right now, the coronavirus is affecting all of us, but for communities of color, the impact is especially devastating. Sadly, this pandemic amplifies the real-life consequences of existing economic and social inequalities. That's why the NBA is partnering with the National Urban League to help inform, represent, and empower communities of color. This is a time for all of us to help all of us. And the more we understand the issues, the more we will be able to solve them. Now, more than ever, we need to be in this together. Be safe, be informed, and get engaged. And welcome back to the SCORE Music and Sports Podcast. I'd like to welcome to the show an NHL veteran who is currently in the front office for the Colorado Avalanche. It's Rick Barry. Rick, how are you doing today? Doing very well. Doing very well. Thanks for having me, John. Absolutely. I'm, I'm thrilled to, to have you here because I feel you had a role on the teams that you played for as an enforcer. And that is something that is a lost art. It, it seems like, like there are fewer and fewer enforcers in the NHL who are not ready to go and get their hands dirty. It's, uh, it's definitely slowly leaving the game for sure. I think, uh, you know, there, there's two big factors that are probably causing this. And the one is, you know, they kind of grandfathered in the visor rule where everybody has to wear a visor and you're not allowed to take it off before a fight. So nobody really wants to rack their, hands on a pla- hard plastic <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you know also the salary cap and uh you know it's, if you're going to have somebody in your lineup who is you know very limited in their playing ability but can maybe you know kind of take care of their teammates and stuff uh you know it, it better fit in the salary cap if it doesn't you need that money for your skilled players so you got to be pretty well-rounded nowadays to uh you know, play those roles. So you look at guys that are currently playing like a, a Ryan Reddy or a uh, Tom Wilson mm-hmm. in Washington. You know, these are kind of the guys that have adapted and, uh, you know, are able to put the puck in the net and be effective in other ways as, as you know, instead of just slugging it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but also as a fan, when, when you, when Marty McSorley or, or Ty Domi would, would take the ice, there is a little bit of, oh boy, here we go. They're right on the edge of your seat. You know something's going to be happening. And that is is slowly going away from the game as that 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 marquee guy isn't uh, isn't on a lot of teams anymore. 
that's that's very true the uh you know as a player whenever you saw the big dog step on the ice whether it was donald or sheer you know uh bob probert those guys stepping in you knew and you know i even on the other side of it when i played with the guy scott parker who's probably one of the toughest guys in the league whenever he was on the ice i kind of felt i could do whatever i wanted because <laughs> he had my back <laughs> but you're right the fans the players every those 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 kinds of players always had this kind of aura around them where you just knew, hey, watch out. And I would imagine that in the locker room before the game, you're probably not listening to Christopher Cross and Barry Manilow uh, to get into the game mode. What kind of music were you listening to prior to games? Yeah, obviously, you know, as you, as you grow up through the, the junior ranks and into the pros and stuff, uh, there's always new stuff coming out. But, you know, some of the staples are definitely, you know, the heavy metal, uh, Metallica, uh, ACDC, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, a lot of good uh, old 80s jams that uh, would get you going. Um, but, yeah, in, in my days, uh, you know, there's usually a dedicated guy who kind of runs the, the music in the, in the dressing room. And I kind of tended to be that guy on every team I played on or else I'd weasel my way in there <laughs> so I could hear what I wanted to hear anyway. Oh, that's, and, a, that's uh, a good role to have. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I, I guess I kind of considered myself a glue guy. I always wanted everybody getting along and having fun and, and being together. And, you know, that was uh, we'd use the music in the dressing room to kind of enforce that, I guess. And did anyone ever put on music that just didn't fit the mood, that wasn't right, that was not liked oh, by yeah. the team? All the time. All the time. Guys would try and you know, stick their neck out and look cool and put on some <laughs> disco song or some rap song or something. And <laughs> majority of the times would not go over well. Well, do you remember the first artist that you met during your, your playing days? During my playing days, I want to say it was either Brad Paisley or Garth Brooks. Um, uh, through one of my teammates, uh, Sean Podine, uh, we'd have a charity event annually, and uh, Brad Paisley would come and play at his event in Minnesota, Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, but we also, as players, gave to Garth Brooks's um, charity as well, Teammates for Kids, still active. Hmm. And he would, he would host an appreciation party every year in Vegas. So we would go and get to meet him and Trisha Yearwood and everything. And I, was, I grew up on a farm and, you know, loved country music. And it was just so starstruck when I, when I finally got to meet him. And he's one of the nicest guys in the world. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost surreal. Yes, he, and he's also a huge sports fan. Yeah, and even the one year uh, he had a concert here in Denver uh, I think he did like nine shows in three days or something crazy. Wow. And in between the shows or before the shows in the, in the daytime, he's out, you know, running sports camps for kids, underprivileged kids. And uh, just an amazing human being, mm -hmm. just all around. Unbelievable. And I saw that, that you do some things with the Avalanche in regards to uh, community uh, awareness. And uh, I saw a video on the website of you on the ice with some kids that don't necessarily get on the ice a whole lot. Yeah. So myself and uh, John Michael Lyles, they're kind of the community ambassadors for the Av. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got a couple different programs that we run. Uh, the biggest one we do is our floor hockey events and street hockey. 
So obviously in the wintertime, we go around to uh, all the schools and we try and get, you know, 10,000 hockey sticks into kids who've never played before and have them, uh, you know, learn the game and see if it, uh, you know, benefit them in any way, uh, whether it's learning how to play on a team or, or, you know, the physical activity it takes to, to play floor hockey. And then in the summertime, we do the same thing, but it's uh, more of a street hockey event. So uh, we kind of go out into the inner city areas and, and find different neighborhoods and get involved and, and uh, just try and introduce them to the sport. It's one thing to have your passion for a sport or for music, but when you're able to introduce that to kids, to your own kids or kids in the, in the neighborhood, um, and to see them grab onto that that fandom that grab onto that sport that that music and also have a passion for it or grow a passion for that sport that's a beautiful thing to watch really is it really is um i know even with my own kids i catch them listening to stuff that you know i was listening to a couple years ago or something like that and they they're kind of venturing out on their own and making their own choices and (laughs) just seeing some of the you know, music that they're choosing is really cool to watch. And has that rubbed off on you at all? Do you like any of their music that they're playing? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I actually uh, don't mind uh, the Post Malone's and the Halsey. And uh, I took them to the Jonas Brothers concert. I thought it was, blew my mind how good it was oh, and how great. good of enterta- entertainers they were. Uh, yeah, a lot of respect for how hard they work for sure and again i'm speaking with rick berry from the colorado avalanche and rick you you started your career in seattle and seattle's getting that new nhl expansion team this year how do you think seattle is as a hockey town oh unbelievable like it's it's a totally different atmosphere um you know it's not definitely not New York. It's not the East Coast. It's very laid back. Uh, people are very passionate, uh, very blue collar, and uh, they love watching their teams compete. Uh, I, I don't think it, if you, if, you know, even watching what they've done with the, uh, the football team, the Seahawks, uh, you know, they, they are the 12th man. It's, it's unbelievable. But with my time in Seattle and What's funny is uh, where the new team is going to be is in the key arena. That's where we played way back in the mid-90s, mm-hmm. and it was just redone then, so it was all brand new. <laughs> and to think here it is, now it's going to be totally redone. And, uh, oh, yeah, they were the loudest fans ever, and uh, they definitely love their hockey for sure. The last expansion team to come into the league was the Las Ve- or the Vegas Golden Knights, and we saw them go from expansion first game to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first year. Do you th- do you think that the league is set up for that success for young for new teams like that, or was that an anomaly? No, I, I think with the price that these owners are paying to pay their entry fee to get in mm-hmm. to be a, uh, an expansion team, part of it is that the league kind of says well, we're going to do our best to make sure you're competitive. Um, just cause years ago, like when I first started getting in the league, I think we had, uh, Nashville, uh, Minnesota, Columbus, maybe another team come in and, mm-hmm. you know, they struggled for years and, you know, just to have that prospect pool and your culture and you'll build everything. Um, you know, what 
what Vegas did, I think will be hard to replicate because, you know, I think a lot of GMs are catching on to the tricks. They're not going to be dragged through the coals just to lose a player. Um, you know, yeah. So, so what they got away with, I don't think Seattle will be able to do. But, uh, you know, Ron Francis, very smart man and very good hockey mind. I trust he'll have a good team on that ice for sure. I would be willing to bet that too. I think that the uh, that the NHL wants to see those young teams succeed too. It it kind of secures the the, the fan base early on. Yeah, and you know the the American Hockey League is a very good league. Um, and when you start taking a couple players from each team that might be you know called second liners, uh, it's pretty easy to replenish that spot just because everybody's got their own minor league team now and the development systems just mm-hmm. by far come a long long ways what was the first album that you bought i'm pretty sure it was brian adams and it was this one with uh, summer of 69 on it that's probably the name of the album too it was a cassette i can remember i got it for christmas from my aunt and uncle and it was a big deal because you know, usually only spend five dollars on gifts, and I think it was seven fifty at the time. <laughs> so they they let me upgrade to the Brian Adams cassette tape. <laughs> that was Reckless, the album. Reckless, that's it. Yes, yes, yes. That's a that's a huge album. It has Heaven and Summer '69. That's a, that's an enormous album. You know, back then you had the Walkman that played one way. So if you want to <laughs> listen to the same song over and over again, you had to flip it over and rewind it. <laughs> and if you're going to rewind it, then there goes your batteries too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when you first got your car and we're cruising around high school and in college, what were you cranking? Uh, probably a lot of alternative stuff like uh smashing pumpkins, uh, Weezer, uh, don't double pilots, uh, our lady peace. Yeah. Um, but tragically hip, obviously huge. I always people people in the states always ask about tragically hip, and I say, well, it's like the Pearl Jam of Canada. They're you know? <laughs> <laughs> just a huge hit up there. I can't believe they've never made it down in the states. Or you know, got the big airtime anyway. Yes, and and there is a little bit of of a gap when when you're looking at music charts for Canada and for the U S every once in a while, there's a Canadian band that'll pop up there that, uh, that, that really gets hot in Canada. That doesn't even translate down here right now. There's the, the band, uh, the Sheepdogs that are really mm-hmm. great, but down here, people don't know them. Yeah. Yeah. Like even the bare naked ladies are huge up in Canada, but yeah. down here you rarely see them. I did notice they're coming through in a concert, uh, sometime soon, but, uh, yeah, you know, Sarah McLaughlin, obviously, uh, Celine Dion, um, you know, you go down the list, but there's a lot that, yeah, never, it just doesn't cross the border. So who is a, a music artist that you like that you don't talk about at parties? The one that is almost, almost an embarrassment, but you, but you love them anyway. Um, everybody I has guess- one. I, I don't know. I'm not really that embarrassed to say this, but some people would, or they, if I played at a party, they might leave. But <laughs> I, I was a big rock set fan back in the day. And, oh. uh, yeah, it's right just, uh, you know, a good Swedish band. Um, but yeah, you don't catch people listening to it nowadays, you know? 
Yeah, but but that "Listen to Your Heart" was a huge track. Yeah, everybody knows that one. Yes, the look. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't yeah. remember the one. Crash Boom Bang album was was actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, fireworks that song. So yeah, it's, it's just one of those albums from your childhood that you. That's great. Take, I guess. That's yeah. a good one. That's one that I haven't heard yet. So, uh, so Roxette <laughs> will go on the list for sure. So before we go, I do, I wanted you to think about something. Every team has their enforcer, the guy that's set into battle and to just to stir the pot and to get things rolling. So what are a couple of tracks that would be on the enforcer playlist? I would definitely say you know, you could go with like a Ramstein Du Hast song. Nice. Or like I always loved uh, Foo Fighters, The Pretender. You, you could probably hit up a few uh, Metallica songs as well, for sure. But yeah, definitely something uh, Rob Zombie, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff would definitely be on that list as well. Well, to to throw out Metallica and and German metal with Rammstein is uh, it, that, that's a nice place to end, man. So, <laughs> Rick, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. It was fun talking to you. Hey, thanks a lot, John. Thanks for listening to the Score Music and Sports Podcast. You can listen to the music mentioned in this podcast by clicking the Spotify link in the description or by searching the Score on Spotify. Please take a moment to leave a review and share the podcast with your friends and family. For more exclusive interviews and playlists, subscribe to the Score Music and Sports Podcast now.